Hello, everyone. Uh, apologies for the podcast drought. We know it's been a while since we released an episode, as we've had to adapt with the, the situation in the world. Uh, but we have a few episodes coming up that were recorded in early 2020, before the first UK lockdown happened. Uh, so just remember that before you send us an email about updated stats, etc. Uh, thank you for listening, and enjoy this episode of GQHQPQ. Cheers. Welcome to GQHQ PQ, Gush's Quiz's headquarters podcast. West. Quest. Um, today we have joining us a, a new guest we've never had on before. We've had a few repeat guests and a few just Gush's Quizzes mm. uh, weeks. But we have a new guest today who is John from Messrs Whiskey. Hello, John. Hi, guys. Pleasure to be here. Messrs Whiskey yes. and Co. And Co. The and co is very important. Yeah. <clears throat> Currently, it's just me, so there's no real co, but it's oh. aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's Messrs Whiskey and Corporation. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, I'm the only messer as well. Yeah, so. that's right. It's <laughs> Monsieur. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only real thing about this is the whiskey. But, yeah. <laughs> you can put an apostrophe after the Messrs at the moment okay. and then drop it once you get someone else. Yeah. And then you would be Messrs uh, plural yeah, as opposed oh, to right. owned wow. by... Okay, it's, catch, it's catchy. You have to yeah. explain that. Yeah, I'll speak to the marketing guys who don't yeah. exist. So. And, co- <laughs> and co could be like confidence. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, confidence is the long version of a con man. But yeah. carry on. <laughs> Messers whiskey and confidence. Yeah, <laughs> confidence. I should also introduce who else is on the podcast today. We have Mark sitting next to me. Hello, hello. And Louis on the uh, laptop. Hello. And we also have our sound tech who is chilling out behind the sound desk. He's and waving. Sound tech Scott, being a legend. We're also doing some live streaming testing today, so uh, ready yourself for that. I feel like I'm sitting awfully close to the camera. It'll, <laughs> it'll look like a perspective trick. I'm actually quite thin. So. <laughs> I'm huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how are you getting on today, John? Yeah, really good, thanks. I've had a busy morning out about talking to people about whiskey, which is you know, what I've wanted to do for years and now I get to do for a living. So um, yeah, really good. You're Thank like you. You're like living the dream of doing your nine-to-five. I mean, a lot of people who listen to our podcast, we know they're nine-to-fivers, we know they're people who are in offices and such, and you get to do, you broke the mold. Tell us about moving away from nine-to-five work, going into your own business. Yeah, so it's still very much nine-to-five, but, you know, the nine-to-five is filled with things that I want to do, and that is <laughs> that mainly revolves around uh, drinking whiskey, helping people enjoy whiskey, um, working with people in whiskey education, um, and this is the kind of fruits of, you know, really two or three years of a, you know, labour um, on a, you know, privately to try and get into the whiskey industry. Mm. I spent 10 years before in, um, <clears throat> in engineering and management consulting. I worked for an amazing company down in London. They took me all over the world, but um, it got to the point where my passion just overtook my profession. Right. I, I, the two just came together. And um, there's a lot hap- that happened in between, but the result is Messrs Whiskey & Co., um, and, and that's where I am now. So I'm absolutely delighted to, to be part of this industry. I've had so much fun in the you know, formally two or three months I've actually been involved with it and I'm hell of excited about what's coming up in the future. Great. You know, that's a, nice. that's a good overview. Yeah. Thanks, man. I think that's, a, that's class because I think it's funny, like, you know, people talk to me about doing quizzes and obviously now we're doing something in a similar kind of region. Yeah. Um, and I, I never really had a nine to five. I just sort of fell out of uni and then had a moment where I was like, oh, I just want to not do work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to have fun at work and that's what we've always been talked about. And yeah. I think it's such an important part. If you enjoy what you do, mm. I mean, it's it's easy yeah. to love coming into work or it doesn't feel like work at all. It just feels like 
you know, the hard part of it doesn't feel as hard. It definitely feels much more mm. exciting yeah. to go, mm. go into it. But no, I think seeing companies like, like you guys and obviously you know, the world being a much more transparent place through social media and stuff like mm. that, I think it's, it's slightly easier for people to take that step you know, go and uh, do what they want to do mm. and, and, you know, believe that it's possible. You guys have made a hell of an effort. You know, you're all over Edinburgh and the rest of Scotland with your quizzes and, and I want to do the same with, with whiskey. Mm. Um, so that definitely when I kind of first met with you, Goose, and heard about what you do, you know, after I realized it wasn't a joke. If, if you can do it, <laughs> anyone can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> after I realized it wasn't a joke, um, I was like, oh, well, well, yeah, exactly. If he can do it, then yeah, why the hell like, I can't do it? <laughs> it's one of my favourite conversations and we talk about it quite often in the podcast is when people ask you it's like do you, do you make money from what you is this, do? Is this your hobby? <laughs> I, just, I just always want to be really scathing in my answer but it's obviously really nice when people ask yeah. but then I want to be like yes of course I'm actually very rich <laughs> 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 no I'm not that's, that's one of the issues but you know it's a really awkward it's like no one at like you, when you work in your consultancy job, you know, no one would be like, oh, so do you make money from that? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I give advice to people and I, I get paid for it. Yeah, of course I make money from that. It's yeah. like, well, I ask questions every night to different people and get them to come to a pub and, you know, we get paid for that. Yeah. Yes, of course I make money. The, the value of entertainment. <laughs> exactly. How, how big is the quiz industry sort of in the UK by value, do you know? Oh, there was an, there was an article written that we were in actually okay. um, a few months ago in Business Weekly, um, and it was it, it valued it ridiculously high. Yeah. Like I don't think it was at the billions, but it was like it, it, it was it was. <laughs> it was like nine hundred ninety nine. A few hundred million, <laughs> like one, hundred million. one million short. You guys could be that first. <laughs> yeah. Hundred million, yeah. million dollar quiz company. That's it. I don't think so. I need to double check it. That sounds really bad. But we were in it. Yeah. Um, I ended up having to be really like reticent about how we gave our information because yeah. we were at the we were right at the process of getting IP for a new company mm. and we were purchasing it and so he was like oh so what's this new company going to do and I was like I can't tell you but it's going to be really exciting and he just uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just sounded really more interested in that and I was like no but we've got this big quiz company yeah mm. look over here yeah yeah <laughs> but we've been we, there was a big article came out about pub quizzes in the Guardian the other day um, which was about what was that about. Yeah, there was a really interesting article about about pub quizzes in the Guardian. I think it was about like how they've taken over the UK. Yeah. And they're a real institute of the UK. Which I think they are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a very British thing, isn't it? What would you rather do, pub quiz or live music? What is in a participant or a going to the pub? If you're going to the pub, pub quiz or live music? Depends where I was. If I was up north in the Highlands, then probably live music. Yeah, true. But you in Edinburgh, yeah, pub. pub quiz. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, <coughs> it's good, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's what we fight against most. I yeah. think live yeah. music is our is our uh, tough one. Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, but we uh, have live music on that night, and then they start up, and it's some guy on his own. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, there's lots of like great live musicians, and we like them. Mm. Um, it's just that the thing that the pubs often equate us against is yeah. like, oh, this live musician that we have on a Friday mm. night that we pay five hundred quid to come and do their thing. Is that how much they make? And they like clear the area of ten mm. meters within the vicinity of them because they've decided <laughs> that everyone must hear them breathing down the mic. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm painting a really bad picture here, but true story. Well, <laughs> um, so we, we tend to, we come in and they're like, oh, but you guys just, you know, just do some quizzes. It's like, we bring in a market for you guys yeah. every, every, every week. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. So, yes. And what's your knowledge of, of quizzes? Oh, I've just gone into interview mode. I've just gone into like proper host interview mode. No, far on. That's one of our, that's one of our qu interview questions. One of our interview questions is this, as follows. If you, if you, what karaoke song would you pick at four drinks and then at ten drinks? <laughs> four drinks and ten drinks. Yeah, I've got experience at this. Um, <laughs> <coughs> so I've, I've had ten drinks before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, not, not on the same night. Um, <laughs> I've got a kid now. That's just impossible. 
Um, <coughs> four drinks would be um, Can't Help Falling In Love by Elvis, which is the song that kind of played throughout our wedding day, which is lovely, and I get all romantic after four drinks. After ten drinks, it's still a song by Elvis, but it's called Teddy Bear. Oh. <laughs> and then I get a little bit cuddly. Um, <laughs> and I did this on my cousin Stag do in uh, Liverpool, and I'm not sure they're huge fans of A, Elvis, or B, Scottish people there. So <laughs> it was a bit, I got out alive. <laughs> Why not Elvis? <laughs> well, I don't know. The Beatles are competing against the Beatles. I suppose, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The big rival. I mean, I don't know that, but that's, that I was my view. I no, could, it's I on record now. <laughs> after 10 drinks. I only found out that the Beatles stopped do- doing tours and stopped doing like stadium gigs because the screaming was just too much. When they did them, they couldn't even hear themselves play. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So they would like go to do a stadium show. Yeah. And it would be like, you know, Ed Sheeran these days, but obviously the sound tech and everything was slightly different back mm. then. But you would do like, Ah, show, and it would literally be people screaming so much that he couldn't hear himself play. But mm-hmm. imagine a four-piece who musically were were good, but you know they rose to fame probably faster than they maybe should have musically wise, talent wise. Really? Do you not think? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a big shout. Yeah, he's two whiskeys away from saying they're overrated. <laughs> <laughs> that's been they weren't. Hard. They weren't that good. I can play half their song. That was <laughs> last time we had a, a John on the podcast. It was Alice's brother. And, and he got into a massive argument with Kirsty about the Beatles being overrated. Yeah. <laughs> really? And it got quite, I don't, I'm not saying they are, sorry. That was probably a poorly placed comment. <laughs> what I really meant was, there are four pieces that were pretty standard as a, as a band, you know what I mean? There wasn't anything m- majorly out there. And then if they're, they're just getting people screaming at them constantly, you'd be like, oh, I can't play my instrument. Like, yeah. I, can't, yeah. Yeah. I can't be doing this now. Yeah. Like, what did they say? Paul McCartney said Ringo Starr wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Which is brutal. <laughs> That's a true story. Um, my four drink karaoke song yeah. is Aerosmith, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Mm-hmm. And my 10 drink is uh, Bloodhound Gang, Bad Touch. <laughs> wow. That's quite hard after 10 pints. Every time yeah. I get to, it's, it's only 10 pints, I'm like this. I mean, pints, not usually, but yeah. I mean, after 10 drinks, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I could do this. I've got all the words. <laughs> and it starts with like much faster song than I remember. <laughs> and I love this song and it's like nostalgia. So I'm just like, huh, 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 huh. and then I know the last line of every verse. And so I just scream the last line and then scream, do it now. And then get into the next bit. Um, Mark? Oh, man. Well, um, I don't think we asked you this at your interview. No, no, no. It was maybe before that. But. Uh, well, four drinks. Um, I'd be on the floor. <laughs> I would be dancing yeah, on the floor. Yeah, I'd already be dancing. You've got four um, drinks coming up today. So yeah. Okay. Watch out. Sitting down. Watch out. Clear off all this podcast equipment so I can dance on the table. But the um, the thing is, I like a uh, my my favorite one is a duet though. Oh. Yeah. It's a, Louis can uh, step up. Yeah. So hold on, is that eight drinks or then? Or yeah, yeah, four? yeah. It's four between okay. two people. He four does, between he, two. He does both parts. <laughs> On eight drinks. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> um, but it's Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Oh, Ooh, Elton John, Kiki good D. Show. Yeah, nice. yeah, it's great fun. great fun. Great uh, ten, fun. Ten, ten drinks, probably. Uh, that Don't Impress Me Much by uh, wow. Shania Twain. Yes. That's a good one. That's Taking a good one. Home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so I can say. Um, so you're a rocket scientist. That Don't Impress Me. <laughs> it's just so fun. <laughs> yeah, that famous line. <laughs> It's such a great line. I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, all the lines. Um, it also has the line in that song, which is misheard. Do you know which what I'm one? talking about? I can't believe you kiss your car, car good night. night. Oh, right. 
It sounds like she's saying, I can't believe you kiss your cock goodnight. No, it doesn't. It definitely does. <laughs> I listened to that album when I was about 10 years old, and I didn't, I, I, that wasn't what I got from it. It says, Car goodnight. Car goodnight. Car. Car. Goodnight. Car goodnight. Car goodnight. It does sound like. It does sound like. Cargo night. Car. Cock at night. Okay. Well, noted. Noted. <laughs> noted. Uh, now I'm going to sing that because I'll be 10 drinks in and I won't be able to. And then you'll just giggle for the rest yeah. of the song. <laughs> That don't impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it kind of... D- I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be and, impressive. And Louis probably going to say, I'm like, I don't do karaoke. But I saw a picture of your girlfriend at karaoke. Uh, and I was like, if she does it, then Louis possibly might do it at possibly. some point. No. No. <laughs> ever. Have you ever done karaoke? No. Wow. Just so stoic. Like, w- 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 just holding out. Do you not have a singing voice? You were musical. That's not interested. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, this morning we were watching. He was showing us Limmy karaoke yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah. That he watches on stream on Twitch. Right. Do you enjoy watching other people do karaoke? Not really. <laughs> 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 so you don't get into it when people are like singing. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> You're such an old soul. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't enjoy any facet of karaoke. Wow. I mean, apart from the microphone, which you're currently talking into. Yeah, well, it's mandatory, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Louis, I, just, I find it so funny you just hate karaoke so much. Yeah. But maybe that's what you're, you're scared of. You're not scared of it, and that's what you'll say. I'm not scared of it. I just I'm don't scared. enjoy it. just don't enjoy it. <laughs> just, just, you know, it's just nothing to me. Fair enough. Louis got a job here before we had that question, so... Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Infiltrated. He, he, set, he set the question so we can, uh, <laughs> we can ask it to other people. It's only, when, it's only when interviews are going a bit, uh, like... It's actually usually if they've gone really well, they'll get asked that question quite quickly, and so we'll be like, we know that they're going to be yeah, like, coming. And they'll have had like four pints by then, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a natural uh, segue into actually doing it. We made it like a rule a while back: if someone orders a pint when they sit down, they've already got like a plus point for us, unless they're already drunk, which is <laughs> probably not a plus point. But when someone sits down and is like ordered a pint in advance, like well, our old Scotty mm-hmm. who used to work for us, he like came into this where we were doing our quiz, our, our interviews. And he just had a pint with us, and then he goes, it's "Okay, I have a pint." And we're like, "Encouraged, it's encouraged. encouraged. Good job, quite right. Good job for coming with a pint. Good man." Um, you have brought along some whiskey today. Yeah, one one of the four is already in front of you. So I thought, given um, I've started up a whiskey company, and a major part of that is whiskey tastings, mm. what cooler thing to do than to come on your guys' podcast and do a little impromptu whiskey tasting? As we go around the table, you asking me questions, me backing them away, hundred percent answers, <laughs> and enjoying some great whiskey. Oh, <coughs> so, confidence right there. Like yeah. That's what the co stands for. Confidence. confidence. <laughs> yeah, there's a better word for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I brought four whiskeys along, and and what I want to do is, is just take you through them. They're all quite different. So yeah. hopefully by the end of the end of the show, you'll have a real kind of feel for how um, Scotch whiskeys in particular can can differ across the profile. Mm. Um, so I really hope you enjoy them. We'll just pour them out as we go along. But the first one we've got here is an Ockentoshan American oak. Oh. So we've oh, all got wow. a Scots call one too. Look at the Ooh. colour there. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait for the editing to go awry. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, wait, are you, are you holding up against a white background? Yeah, I yeah, just got to get the colour right. You know? <laughs> Look at that. Amber. Hold it, hold it up against the window. That's the best way to do it. A light amber. But this is a nice interlude because before we start, the, just a very, very basic way of enjoying whiskey right there's a kind of three-stage process so first stick your nose in it get a get a real good sniff good uh, get a good smell <laughs> didn't realize how blocked my nose was until <laughs> i did that right oh, that everybody evacuate <laughs> oh yeah no, it sounds like that isn't it 
Stick your nose in it. So have a good old sniff. I like the smell of this one. Yeah, see what you can smell. The second one is have a taste. So put it around the palate, swirl it around the mouth, see what you can taste. And quite often, more often than not, what you, you smell in the nose and taste in the palate will complement one another. Mm-hmm. It'll be the same thing. The third one, just to remember, is as you swallow, it's called the finish. So what do you get? Do you get any different um, flavors, any different mouthfeels, any different like, experience as you finish it? Mouthfeels. <laughs> Louis hates it. <laughs> no. <laughs> just mouthfeels is a, it's a, it's it's a, a regular term. It's a, great, it's a great term. It is a great <laughs> term. A meme. So are we, are we meant to comment now? You can do whatever oh you want. I think just enjoy it if you want, but if you really like it, let me know. But the reason I've started with this one, it's, it's very light. It's um, Most Scotch whiskies are uh, distilled twice. Mm. This is triple distilled, which means it's a very light spirit. Right. And it's matured in American uh, American oak, which has been um, used in the past for bourbon. Mm. So you'll pick up some nice vanilla flavors, mm. uh, some nice caramel in there, some coconut if you're really tuned into it. Um, but this is a nice whiskey to start with. So enjoy this. Let's um, Let's have some questions. It's Not by the whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you find, do you get people who, like, have you done this to real experts before or now since you've started? I wouldn't say I've ever done it for an expert, but I've done it for lots of enthusiasts. Right. Sort of impromptu and, and professionally since I started as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, people never kind of, people never tend to question you what you say. The great <laughs> thing about whiskey is that, you know, it's largely down to the drinker. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh, always you figured out this industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. run the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Ask a question. There's, there's <laughs> always someone. Oh, no, oh, I think you're fine. I'm sure yeah. he's right. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have to go up and tell him. Yeah. There's, there's no right or wrong answer, so it would make a terrible quiz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be here all night. Everyone gets a ribbon. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, I, I was sort of more asking because it's quite an interesting, you know, if people are you know well into their whiskey, yeah. I imagine they have quite strong opinions about their whiskey as well people are hugely opinionated about whiskey right people are hugely opinionated and they're so passionate about it but that's that's kind of why i wanted to get into it because you know you you can share a whiskey with someone and and you you bond immediately over your whiskey and you might think two completely different things about it whether that's as simple as one likes it one doesn't one tastes coconut and one tastes you know vanilla whatever Mm. they can be hugely different and then and then the kind of stories and relationships you know around a bottle or a glass of whiskey just build from there and that's why i loved it so much and when I was in my old job and going abroad and doing these impromptu tastings with, with um, colleagues and clients, mm. such a good way to build relationships with them, mm. people I'd never met before. Yeah. Even better way to generate business because people never forget you no, if you can right. hold a whiskey tasting yeah. for them. Um, yeah. Well done. Don't need to do that. Start holding whiskey <laughs> tasting. Yeah. Well, John and I have talked about doing some stuff together uh, in different venues. And I think, mm. I think we, we, after this podcast, we might be talking about the, the, the synergy of dreams. Mm. Is that what you call it? Synergy? Good name for whiskey. Yeah. The synergy of dreams. Yeah. Well, so the sort of something along the lines of blending would be cool. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah this, blended. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you. I know One that really makes you question it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll work on it. This, this whiskey is questionable. Mm. Yes. <laughs> this is really nice. Auchentoshan. Yeah. Auchentoshan. Yeah. So okay. it's a lowland whiskey. It's near Glasgow. Mm. Right. Um, very light whiskey. Very kind of a nice entry level whiskey, I guess, if you're not really into. it. Where you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. So that's Louis today. On the yeah. Podcast. So Louis, yeah. What's our experience of whiskey? Should we go um, from? I think I've had quite a lot of whiskey, and I have whiskeys in my my house, and I have a favorite whiskey. Uh, Mark, where are you at? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah. And I've I've done a, a little bicycle tour of um, Speyside. Oh, cool. Quite a few nice. years ago, and I went to um, uh, in Orkney. I went to Highland Park, 
to, to check it out. Yeah, and I, in October, I did a little pilgrimage to uh, Springbank. Wow. In Campbelltown. That's amazing. So, That's yeah. a long way on a bike if you were going there. No, 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 no. Those were, those were <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a long. No, Space uh, Side was the, the bicycle yeah. one. That's yeah. amazing. I see that this uh, snifter that I have here is Dufftown. Dufton, yeah. Which, which is where I, I was staying. Yeah, yeah, so I walked into the Dufton whiskey shop, told the lady behind the counter that I just got married, and she gave me a glass. Oh, How nice well, was that? Go. She didn't oh, give my right wife yeah. one. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had just got married. <laughs> yeah. You, she didn't know that your she, wife had just well, got married. She sort of got married by default. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I got married. Got a lot more serious <laughs> advice than a glass. <laughs> yeah, she, Run. Got, she got me. Um, no, it was an amazing month. I got a, a wonderful wife and a whiskey glass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've distracted him with a whiskey glass. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and Louis, um, not as much as you two. Uh, <laughs> I've tried to get into whiskey. I've got a lot of friends who are very passionate about whiskey yeah. and have favourite whiskies and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I've been on one whiskey tour as well at Glen Kinchy. Oh, nice. Um. And it's always the same. I was like, oh, this, yeah, this is it. This could be the whiskey that changed my mind. And then I drink it. I'm like, no, <laughs> not this one. <coughs> so I'm still trying to find, you know, that yeah. that, end, that gateway whiskey into yeah. other whiskeys. That gateway whiskey. <laughs> Just trying to, it's funny because I would say in your personality, like what you like and your sort of taste profile as a sort of person, I would have thought whiskey yeah, uh, you know, if, if if you'd picked of oh yeah, I could do it for I could do it for beer really easy. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Same principle. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you, so you, you drink it, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! You need to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> we were in a, a bar a few weeks ago, a few months ago maybe. Uh, no, a few weeks ago, and it had one of those live boards. Like, what is it? Beerly. Like oh ticker, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, untapped. Untapped. Sorry. <laughs> And uh, it showed all the whisk- uh, all the uh, beers they had. And it was a nice place. Yeah. And then at the bottom, just suddenly we were chatting away. And I was like, Lee, is your face on that board? <laughs> <laughs> and it popped up because he'd, he'd reviewed the beers he was drinking. Oh, really? <laughs> and it live came up on the boards in their, in their bar. <laughs> and it's like, Incredible. oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like really sheepishly. He had just been reviewing the beers we were drinking. <laughs> the, more, the more day you have, the better. True. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> well... If, if I ever get around to opening a whiskey bar slash shop, which I plan to do fully, yes. um, I'll, I'll invite you along and we can set up this ticker <laughs> review system. Um, <laughs> and that, I guarantee you, you'll like whiskey by that point. So yeah. yeah. You can maybe a reviewer. Wow. That's, yeah. a, that's a good. <laughs> and do we all give a rating for this whiskey? I feel like this is something we should be doing because we're I, doing percentages and such. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I could taste the vanilla. Yeah. It tasted quite earthy at first. Yeah. Uh, the first mouthfeel swallow. Nice. <laughs> Very good. It was quite earthy, but I enjoyed it. Maybe I just don't swirl it around enough. Maybe not. I think I need to swirl do more. Do you do the... Um, when I put it in my mouth, I tend to breathe over the top of it. Right. Maybe that's what I'm missing as and well. I find see. that that gives a really nice... Like, you get almost the same as when you sniff it, but, like, in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you get quite a kind of... I think you almost get more of the flavor coming through, but in yeah. a less intense manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes when you you swallow it, you get a little bit. Of, you know, you do get a little bit of a burn, sort of you know, quite a hot, like sensation. Yeah. But then, if you do the, the the breathe over the top of it, it's quite. Although it makes a horrible sound, I was realizing that for the mic, it's like oh rank. Welcome to Editing Scott. 
that, that works quite well because it means it gives you a bit of a kind of warmer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I didn't get coconut though from that one. They didn't get coconut. Well, we'll, tr- well, I'll try it with you again next time you're around. Okay. <clears throat> and we will get coconut. But I mean, it's such an incredibly complex drink. I mean, the, the production process is so sensitive, and you can play mm. so many tunes throughout the way whiskey's sort of produced and matured and and even drunk. And um, things like you know running air over the tongue. Yeah, there's an argument that could change the way you you, you taste it. Right. Adding water is an obvious one. Um, but I've even done some. Um, research and study into how the environment you're in mm. can change the way you experience a whiskey. You know, the, the, oh, sort totally, of the yeah. room, the people you're with, um, you know, the, even the temperature of the room, the color, mm. the lighting, that kind of thing, it can really influence what you take away from it. Um, yes, we can probably do some questions. Yes. Um, yeah, this week we have a general knowledge round, everyone. Oh, exciting. It's a big mix, a random mix. There's no whiskey questions, though. Um, Good. I'll so probably fail. Yeah, just put that out there straight away. Uh, so, whiteboards at the ready, pens, good to go. Oh, no. Uh, and if you're playing along at home, you know, get your stuff ready too. And a team name by the fifth question as well. Uh, and just before we start question one, uh, I'll throw over to Goose, who will thoroughly explain the rules of how this is going to go. The rules. The closest to the actual percentage gets three points. The second closest gets two, and the furthest away gets one per question. There's still the easy and hard rules, so if you get one question right and you're in the easy rules, you get five points closer to the answer. On the hard rules, if you get one wrong, you get five points further away. The most points at the end, over the ten questions, wins. Thank you, Goose. That was thorough, as always. Yeah. Question one. This is food this time. A, B, or C is multiple choice. Uh, question one. What type of beans are used in baked beans? Is it A, pinto beans, B, kidney beans, or C, haricot beans? So A, B, or C, what type of beans are used in baked beans? Is it A, pinto, B, kidney, or C, haricot? Do people have a favorite bean? No. Uh... Yeah, I like kidney beans a lot. Yeah. Just on their own? No, in things. Okay, that's fine. Uh, in chilies. Yeah. Kidney yeah. beans are, yeah, in my mind, are like yeah. the, the one yeah. of the best bits. Yeah, I can't think of kidney beans without thinking of um, a meal most of us were at where they had like fancy beans. Someone pointed out, oh, you know, you, you, your body never digests beans, you know? It just goes, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. That's all I can think of now for beans. Wait. Your body never digests beans. Yeah. That's surely not true. Like your body can't really process beans. It's not like a... It's not beans. Like, it, it, it must process some part... No. Yeah. Like, that's bullshit. <laughs> but yes, I can imagine why that got raised. We were at, uh, you know, Nick Fulton. Yeah. yeah, you know Nick. We were at one of yeah, his yeah. nights. Yeah. At the, when you used to have an office at the biscuit factory. Yeah. And there was a girl that worked beside us, and we were sitting with them. It was the, sort of the first time we got to know them properly. They were also looking to do some work with us. So we were sort of trying to, like be quite nice with them and like chat away and Louie and I were sitting there and she said this statement about beans never get digested which <laughs> was like what <laughs> <laughs> weird <laughs> nonsense so anyway beans baked beans uh, <laughs> uh, A B or C answer and percentage for this one we all good yes he's yeah. done, done a rookie thing here <laughs> I've shown everyone my answer no no it's not that it's fine you can turn around everyone turn around everyone turn tiny around. answer <laughs> <laughs> tiny answers <laughs> <coughs> Tiny answers. Oh, he's gone full Elton John. Oh, <laughs> 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 okay, let's run through these answers. John, you've said A. A, which was Pinto. And then Goose? J. 
Characot. Uh, Haricot. <laughs> Characot. C. Produce. And Mark? I went for B. Oh, kidney. so we've got an A, B, and yeah. a C here. Oof. Uh. Who knows their beans? So baked beans, it's haricot beans. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, haricot. Because I used to always get caught out. The reason there, I know that one tea, so well, there's a, there's a the tea end. at the end. Yeah. And I would say haricot. And it'd always be someone that goes, it's haricot. It's like, <laughs> all right, haricot. <laughs> People who know things. Um, yeah, haricot beans. But answer, uh, percentage, the important bit. John, your percentage is? 43%. 43. Goose? 88 88, Mark? 69. 69. Okay, so 43, 69, 88 with Goose getting it right. That one came out at 75.4. So three points to Mark, who's 11.4 away. (laughs) Two (laughs) points to Goose, who's 12.6 away. And one point to John, who's... 32.4 32.4 away. Wow. I um, get a point even though I got for that one. neither of them. Oh, are. you could finish on 10 points here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ten, <laughs> 10 points. I'll do karaoke after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question two. We'll do question two. Get us out of the way. Question two. England won the 1966 World Cup, but where was it held? Sports history. So England won the 1966 World Cup, but where was that World Cup held? Answer and percentage for this one. Is this an old question? Because we would never ask where anymore. Uh, oh, yeah, that's an older one. Yeah, we'd ask which country. Mm. You're looking for the country. I'm looking for where the 1966 World Cup was I held. Like <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Not a fan. Do you mean the stadium? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, turn. Let's see. Okay, all right. So we'll run Ooh. through. John, you said. So I said England. Uh, England. Goose. England. England. And Mark? England. England. It is England. Was it Wembley? Yeah. yeah. Well, not the whole World Cup, but the final was. Uh, uh, yeah, it is England. Everyone got it right. Well done. Uh, percentages, though. John, you said? 78%. 78. And Goose? 45. 45. Yeah. A low boy. It's really Seems low. everyone got it Mark, right. Mark, what did you put before you rubbed it out? 88. Did he? Yeah, he said 88. Okay. He copied my answer from last time. <laughs> How? <laughs> sir. How? <laughs> Dare he? Yeah. Okay, so we've got 45, 78, 88. Everyone got it right. That one came out at 70.2%. So three points to John. Well done. Who's 2.8 away after getting it right. Uh, Two points to Mark, 17.8 away. And one point to Goose, who's 25.2 away. Probably should have thought about that more. Um, Yeah, well done. Two for two. Uh, Whiskey. Whiskey. Let's do yes, the whiskey. whiskey. A second. So whiskey. we're gonna we're gonna go. We've got another glass of whiskey in front of us. We have another glass. What of are these whiskey? called? Snifters. Uh, so these are called Glen Cairn glasses. Oh. Okay. So these are the kind of official um, industry tasting uh, nosing glasses. Nosing. 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 There's a, there's a few variants, but these are the kind of most mainstream ones. And if you notice, the design is quite like tulip in shape. Mm. So the reason for that is that <clears throat> the whiskey at the bottom. All the flavors and the smells are coming up from that and getting caught in this bowl mm. at the bottom of the glass. And then as they move up, they're being concentrated right. sort of into that funnel, that neck. And that just makes sure that they, as much of those aromas hit your nose as possible when you're nosing. <laughs> so if you were... T- <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> I struggle. I have a big nose, just, by the way. Yeah. Nosing. <laughs> She's like, hey, a bigger glass. Please. Okay. <laughs> a pint glass would be great. <laughs> anyway, these are called Glencairns, and they're a good way to drink whiskey mm. um, if you want to be a geek about it. Um, anyway, moving things up a notch here. So this is this is from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, um, which some of you might have heard of. Now, what these guys do is they produce um, things called single cask whiskies. Right. So as well as being single malt, 
the, these whiskies are from a single cask, so they've not been married or blended with any other mm. uh, casks from the same distillery. Um, now, these typically are bottled, uh, they, they are bottled at cask strength, so these will be around sort of 60%, 55%. A normal off-the-shelf bottle, the one you just had, will be around 40 mm. So these are really punchy on the throat. Mm. And we were talking earlier about how to get the best out of your whiskies. With ones like these, you probably want to add just a little bit of water. Mm. It helps open up the flavours. It takes away that the burn on the throat, um, a kind of tang- tingly mouthfeel. Um, but these guys produce some really, really amazing whiskies. Um, the name of this one, see if this influences what you can taste or smell, is called Caribbean Habanero Hot Sauce. That's the name of the whiskey. You know what? I, wow. The first smell, I was like, that smells spicy. Oh. Yeah. And there I was. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't was say it, though. Could you put it in front of when he says that, Scott? And Scott, when you I think the, the smell spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're addressing Scott for it as well. <laughs> Just to make sure he edits it in. Yeah. <laughs> Editor Scott. <laughs> I love this whiskey. Oh, Scott, Scott, we're seeing something. <laughs> Scott thinks it smells spicy as well. No, noted for before it was said as well. Yeah, <laughs> so they've they've got the name right. But um, yeah, a little bit about this one. This is from Speyside, so mm. you can pick this up if you're on your bike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it does have quite a kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should pour it on your um your fajitas or whatever you have. Yeah, for, really. fajitas. Fajitas. <laughs> we'll do it next Monday Club. <laughs> yeah. Next time we have dinner together. Uh, it's a nine-year-old whiskey, so it's it's kind of young. Um, it's again, it's from a bourbon cask, matured mm. in a bourbon cask. So you might pick up some of the same notes as you had in the previous one, um, but this is going to be a more be, be a bit more peppery on, yeah. the, on the palate. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you might even pick out some sort of pineapple, citrus fruits out of this as well. Ooh, I didn't get that, but I definitely got the. You know, when you said peppery, as soon as you said, it, I was like, yes, that's, the, mm. yeah. that's what it feels like when you get like you know. Well, a bit of pepper has come off food and it's touched your tongue mm. and it stays there for a second. You're like, yeah. oh, that's a wee kick of pepper that you get. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you no, cr- I can taste the pineapple. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It is also burning. <laughs> <laughs> it it tastes of burning. <laughs> oh man, that's my second choice. Um, <laughs> Someone pass him some milk. So this, um, will they say what distillery it's from? So they won't um, officially. No, but it's easy to find out. Right. So this is from one called Linkwood. Mm. Uh, which, as I say, is a Speyside one. Um, I'm not particularly familiar with Linkwood on its own. Uh, I've got quite a few of their bottlings from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, but um, I think they bottle quite a few of them. Mm. So this is a nice one. Yeah. There's quite a lot of whiskey distilleries in Scotland, or one that we were heard of that's huge. <laughs> there we go. It's the yeah, name of the podcast. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the co right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were away on a... a, a Highland Safari, and they talked about a whiskey distillery that doesn't sell much in Scotland, but is the biggest in America. Mm. Or one of the is Dewars. Dewars. Uh, uh, so yeah, Dewars is a Dewars is a company that owns a few whiskey distilleries. Right. They have a very famous blend, yeah, which is under the name Dewars. Right. Right. And I think they own uh, they own other single malts as well. Um, but yeah, so America is huge. France is huge for whiskey. Yeah. They love yeah. it over there. I read that it's the cheapest place to buy whiskey, actually. Really? Yeah, it's cheaper than here. Wow. Because they don't have as many taxes on their okay. on their whiskeys. Yeah. Ooh, well, I'll add that yeah. to my knowledge bank. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If you want to buy your whiskey, buy it in France. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap yeah. flights. Cheap flight. Yeah. Bad, bad for the environment. Bad for the environment. Cheap whiskey. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So there's all sorts. And, and Asia's a really, Asia is a really... Asia is... Asia is an established market, but also a really emerging market in mm. certain places. So Taiwan produces their own amazing whiskey, but they also import a lot of Scotch whiskey. Mm. Um, mm. So it's just a huge market. And, and as I say, a really great way to um, establish relationships with people the world over because mm. it's such a great product. Oh, yeah. This is how you make friends. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I started a business so I could make friends. <laughs> Just sitting at home. I tried to make homemade Haribo for the same reason. Yeah. But. <laughs> Haribo. Is it the beans or is it the sweets? <laughs> Haribot. 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 <laughs> These sweets don't digest very well, do they? Whiskey's <laughs> working. Yeah, exactly. This podcast getting better by the drum. Yeah. Have you ever um, thought about starting a whiskey tutorial and, and only saying whiskey with a really hard H? <laughs> whiskey. 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 Welcome to this whiskey <laughs> tutorial. <laughs> everyone's like, why are you saying it that way? That must be the way to say it. <laughs> whiskey. <Yeah>. Cool whip. <laughs> cool whip. That's how you get more air in your mouth as well to taste it better. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> the first half hour is how to say whiskey properly. <laughs> I'll run it past the innovation team and see what they say. <laughs> The innovation, the innovation team's me, and I don't think we're going to do it. <laughs> well, it was good of you to run it by them anyway. <laughs> keep, keep it in the tank. Question three. Uh, we're all good to go. You rub that out, Goose. Question three. Name the colourless Italian aniseed-flavoured spirit usually served in shot form. So did col- I write this? I don't know. I think I did. Colourless Italian aniseed-flavoured spirit usually served in shot form. Answer and percentage for this one. I don't mind this liqueur. Really? No. I hate it. No. Wrong. I like it. Wrong in. Wrong Ooh. answer. <laughs> no. Really? Yeah. Oh no, Mark. Yeah, it's not. It's. I mean, it's not nice necessarily, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> but it's effective at like finishing a meal. You know, it's it's. it's oh, I was going to say finishing my night. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh God, no. You that's serve it after a meal and everyone leaves. It's like that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> the way to get people to <laughs> leave. An finish, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's your drink. Mark wants to go to I bed. Have to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I presume we all got an answer then for this, right? Ooh, Everyone yes. turned those boards. Oh no, I think I've got it wrong. No, maybe I haven't. Right. Oh, maybe. I, oh, aniseed flavored. Oh, maybe I did oh, get it wrong. I was thinking something. Uh, else. Oh yeah, I like oh, that. <laughs> yeah, I do like that one too. No, let's let's wrong. talk. That's let's talk. Oh no, I <laughs> let's talk just about <laughs> that. Oh, I'm really worried because you both got it wrong. <laughs> I know. So, John, you said. <clears throat> I said grappa. Grappa. Goose. Ah, Sambuca. Sambuca. No, I think you're right. Mark. Oh, no. Grappa. I think I'm right with the answer. But yeah. Now my percentage is wildly off. But I foolishly didn't even think of listening to the rest of it. <laughs> I just listened to the Italian liqueur. I was like, oh, yeah, grappa. But of course, Sambuca. There's a, Aniseed. There's a little, like, a restaurant along the road called Sambuca. Yeah. And I was like, why would you call your restaurant something <laughs> that is clearly... Works, though. To be fair, I love <laughs> Sambuca as well. Or at least I used to. Wow. I remember it used to be a thing I had that I remember being a part of my night, you know, like in clubs and stuff like yeah. that. And it'd always be that person that said, should we go to Sambuca's? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were the voice of reason. Why don't we get something, you know, like tequila I'll have. And I like tequila. Yeah. Sambuca is just the worst version of a shot in one go. I don't understand how people can like it. Oh, it's delicious. I used to drink it with Coke, though. <laughs> Called it a Sambu Coke. But it was dreadful. <laughs> those Brazilian, Looking back. Those Brazilian kids. <laughs> yeah. It's the only sam- way to get them to do anything. Coke. Samba Coke. <laughs> a Samba Coke. Yeah. Ah. Um, that okay. sounds like something totally different. So, two grappas, one Sambuca. Uh, the aniseed part, it is yeah, Sambuca. Of course. of course. I don't like anything aniseed. And it's not colorless either. It's kind of yellow grappa. Yeah. Sambuca is black. Well, it can be black. Oh, that's but what threw it, me off. Yeah. Did you only... Cause the, what is it? The Luxor? Is it Luxor? Yeah, is it Luxardo. Luxardo. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Luxardo. Right. Classic. It's the, the sort of brand of Sambuca. Yeah. And then there's not really any other proper brands of Sambuca or types. 
And that's why I always used to ask people is that when they don't like tequila, I'd be like, but tequila, like whiskey, has huge variety yeah. in what you can get with tequila. I went to tequila tasting and it was similar to whiskey and it was just so varied and, you know, sipping ones and, you know, yeah. I was just like, this is amazing. Um, but Sambuca doesn't have that. It's just <laughs> one rank flavor. Yeah. <laughs> You're just staring at Mark this whole time. I'm, I'm angry. He doesn't work for Sambuca. <laughs> Wait just for like, it. This is, this is what he cut his just, hours down for. He's a Sambuca rep. <laughs> he's yeah. going around with Sambuca bottles yeah. on his shoes. <laughs> and one of those shotgun belts. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> Boom. Not Boom. even wearing shorts again. Uh, <laughs> Sambuca is the answer. Percentages, no. though. <clears throat> Let's go through here. So, John, you said... I said 31%. 31. Uh, and Goose... 97 percent 97 and mark 78 78 okay so 31 78 97 and goose got it right uh that one came out at 80.7 so three points to mark who is who needs to get the questions right uh (laughs) 7.7 away then two points to goose who's 16.3 away and one point to john is 49.7 away for that one it's tough though tough question yeah. You'd stop looking so smug. <laughs> I got it right. Doesn't mean I, I actually knew what the presenter was. I thought, I literally thought as that was said, everyone knows this. Yeah. Because I just have such visceral memories of doing Sambuca and it being disgusting. Yeah. So apologies, Mark. Sorry. I'm sorry. Part no, deeply. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait until he books on a Sambuca rep onto the, yeah. <laughs> onto the podcast. Now yeah, we're doing Sambuca so, tasting. What were you saying? <laughs> All the way through the podcast, like, ah. <laughs> Question four, not drink related this time. Question four. In your London Monopoly, what is the value of the lowest denomination? So regular London as is standard Monopoly. Uh, what's the value of the lowest denomination? Answer and percentage for this one. I think people get confused in this question. By the word denomination? Yes. So they're thinking of real estate value rather than I just think they just money value it's a word that confuses them mm. you know mm, well we'll see in a second uh, I need to write down an answer lowest denomination okay I'm good Ooh. oh good one good one good one <laughs> sex sales <laughs> sex um, are we all are we all good so we haven't got an answer in our percentage yes alright so show me those whiteboards what's everyone put <sighs> right 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 <laughs> Okay, so, uh, John, you've said? $5. $5. Goose? $1. $1. dollar. I should call it one monopole. <laughs> I put one pound. One pound. Does that make a difference, the currency? It, I don't think it has a currency in Monopoly. Don't it's it? Monopoly money. Yeah, it's money. Monopoly money. It's one Monopoly money. One Monopole. Uh, one monocle. It is, so we have um, five, one, and one. It came out, it's a one. One. one is the lowest one. One. Uh, you got one. It's the white. The white one is one. The white one? Yeah. I would have said it's yellow. Oh, no, don't ask me. I've not played Monopoly. No, yellow is 100, I think. Y- yeah, I think orange is 100. Well, it could be different from the American one. I think one. it's different to different yeah. ones. Yeah. Because yeah. 500 is orange in the American one. 500. On, uh, on Monopoly Deal, <laughs> the one is yellow. <laughs> Take that off the bingo board, Scott. <laughs> May I have a touch more of this? Is that allowed? <laughs> May I help yourself? Oh, thank you very much. Uh-oh. It's only past the bottle. Um, I can smell it from before, here. It's incredible. Before Goose pours himself a pint of whiskey, um, we've got the answers. Percentages? 53%. 53% from John. And Goose? I said 86%. 86%. And Mark? 91 
91. All right. So 53, 86, 91 with two people getting it right. That one came out at 86%. Oh. Goose, oh. Got, <laughs> Goose gets it bang on. Three points to Goose, who's nothing away. Uh, two points to Mark, who's five away. And then one point to John, who's 33 away for that one. My percentages are really high, aren't they? I mean, You've I think, had you one think people are stupid. Well, how about this? <laughs> John, what percentage is this newest whiskey that oh, we have to taste here? 43? Ah. Is it? I don't know. I oh, it's 40, it. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Three, oh. away. Three away. Three away. Yay. <laughs> there's a game I'd be good at. What percentage is this whiskey? 100% good. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's go into this. So this is a very famous, <clears throat> very famous Scotch whiskey brand, Laphroaig. Oh, um, I thought it was pronounced Laparoi. Laparoi, only for the uninitiated, which you are now not. Laparoi. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this is a very famous Scotch whiskey, and it's it's um, it's a typical Isla whiskey, which is where the kind of smoky, really peaty ones come from. So, Lou, you're going to hate this, <laughs> and this this is not going to go down well. But the this reason might, this might be the gateway one that Louis just needs to find something that tasted. Maybe you know, Louis like likes dirt. the back door. <laughs> Mark. Wow. <laughs> into, into whiskey aficionado uh, wow. world. Typical Isla whiskey. So Isla tends to produce these really kind of smoky, peasy whiskeys. It's their signature style. Um, this one's called Laphroaig Select. So their kind of flagship whiskey, I guess, is the 10-year-old. But this one is, is a non-age statement, which means it doesn't have a, an, an age on the bottle. So the difference with this Laphroaig is um, they, they're using a, a series of different casks to mature these whiskies and bring them all together um, for the bottle. So they've got the quarter casks, which are the smaller ones. They've got Pedro Jimenez sherry casks, uh, European oak casks, and, and also some Ameri- American casks in there as well. And, and whiskies like Laphroaig, because they've got such kind of heavy spirit, smoky spirit, they can really afford to take on influences from... Uh, lots of different casks. Mm. Um, lighter whiskies like your Ockentoshan at the start, they'd struggle. It, the, the cask influence would probably overpower it, mm. but this one wears it really well. So hopefully you can see from, from the start, from the Ockentoshan through to the, the Speyside whiskey through to this Laphroaig, we're really moving from something very light and sweet to something very heavy, mm. both mm. on the nose and the palate. Is this a non-chill filtered whiskey? Um, it probably is chill filtered. Um, I don't know, but it probably is chill filtered. It's very clear when it comes out. What's yeah. chill filtered? So it's something they do at the towards the end of the kind of production process before it goes into the bottle. Non-chill filtered whiskies, if they sit in a cold environment for too long, they can become cloudy. Um, doesn't influence the taste of the whiskey, but people who are pouring it kind of tend to think that doesn't look very nice. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's something they introduced in the industry, I think, a couple of decades ago to just um, make sure that it didn't go cloudy, and then um, and then people weren't kind of put off drinking it. But Louis, how, what do you think about this one? Uh, I quite like it. Yeah, it's really drinkable. Um, I, don't, I don't mind the, the smokiness. It's not the one I would have expected. Is this your top one so far? Um, this is the first one. So this is the not first the one. second one. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty definite there. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're making progress. Though, yeah, I good. I know something to ask for. Yeah. Or something to impress people with next time. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's thank you. I know what I'm going to order yeah. here. <laughs> the select yeah. Lafroy, not, not not your regular ten. And then it's like, <laughs> like the select, please. We only have ten year olds. Like, ah, uh, oh yeah, I don't like whiskey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unmasked. <laughs> Can you mix it with something? <laughs> Gin. I've heard of the Sam Sam Cola Sam Sam Bucoke Sam Sorry. <laughs> Anyone? Uh, question five, television. Who 
took over as the host of QI after Stephen Fry's departure. So, question five in this week's uh, percentage game, general knowledge round. Who took over as the host of QI after Stephen Fry's departure? Answer and percentage for this one. We all good? It's quite a long answer you got over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah? Are we good? Yeah. Everyone got something? Okay. Yeah, no, Three, two, it. one. Turn. Yeah, I have no idea how to spell it. Honestly, Goose, your percentages are mad. <laughs> what? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, he's went high here. <laughs> We're almost the same. Yeah. Okay, let's let's run through. So, John, you said Sandy Toxvig. Sandy Toxvig and Goose. Sandy Toxvig. Sandy Toxvig and Mark. Sandy Toxvig. Sandy Toxvig. It is Sandy Toxvig. The answer for that one. Yeah, yes. I played. I played. Percentage. <laughs> let's run through in reverse order. Mark, you said eighty-seven. Eight. Eighty-seven, and then Goose. Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine, and John. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. All right. So, uh, yeah, you guys are you two are quite close to each other. Um, Sixty-eight, eighty-seven, eighty-nine, with everyone getting it right. That one came out at seventy-seven point two. Oh. So three points to John. Hello. There it is. Two points to Mark, who is nine point eight away, and one point to Goose, who's eleven point eight away. Aye. Like I said, one. your percentages are mad. <laughs> mad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> today we are sponsored by Pilgrim's Gin. We've been drinking some Pilgrim's Original today uh, with gin and tonics. It's been very good. We also have some uh, liqueur on the table, which is uh, the raspberry and ginger mm. liqueur. It is very good also. Mm. Um, the original it is a brilliant gin. We have been enjoying it for a few weeks and genuinely one of these things where it couldn't be a better partnership because we <laughs> really like the gin and they like to sponsor us, so... We're just happy that they want to give us some bottles for 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 drinking them on the podcast. Um, all the guests we've had on so far have been loving it as well. So, um, we're we're glad that we are able to be sponsored by such a great gin. Um, they have six botanicals in their gin, which are juniper, coriander, angelica root, grapefruit, blackcurrant, and licorice. So that is their botanicals, and the garnish you garnish this with blackberries slash grapefruit. Nice. Yeah. So Pilgrim's Gin, thank you very much for sponsoring the podcast and we will be back to you with some more whiskey <laughs> in a little second. But um, you, you must drink some gin every so often. Yeah, I don't drink a lot of it, but there's nothing better than a well-timed gin and tonic. Oh, I true. Find. I mean, it really hits the spot. Uh, team names. Everyone got something? We've got a yeah. short one, a long one, and whatever Mark's put. A very long one, but it looks oh, right. <laughs> I imagine it'll be a well-convoluted pun. Uh, Goose, your team name for today? Whiskey business. Classic. John? Uh, Quizley Adams did have a beard. Y- yes. <laughs> don't get the reference. Have you ever seen Happy Gilmore? Oh yeah. Wait, don't. <laughs> it's not. It's just. It's just not as good as Billy Madison. Um. Is it, is it your favorite Adam Sandler film? I don't know. That's a whole other podcast. No. Big Daddy is the best one. Wow, that's controversial. Big Daddy. <laughs> Truly, as a dad, you know, Big Daddy is the. <laughs> Yeah, Scots. but I'm also a professional golfer and a student at school, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a student of life. <laughs> Scott loves Adam Sandler films. Including his recent Oscar nod. Not comment. seen it. The Scott shit ones. Just the shit ones. <laughs> no, the old ones, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Jack and Jill, his favourite film. Wow. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Click. He plays both of them. <laughs> click. Click. As well. click. Click was all right. Well, it wasn't that great. <laughs> so we should carry on. And Mark, your team name? I'm Wiss Keen on finding Louis' smoky backdoor. 
We'll find it for you, Louis. Don't worry. Wow, good luck. It's out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it is out there. <laughs> Never known a whole team name that's definitely going to be cut from the podcast. <laughs> oh, Mark's team name, There's Redacted. Nothing wrong with this. nothing wrong with this. Where Mark's trying to find team name might have been. <laughs> we'll leave this long gap. <laughs> Question six. This is a history one. So question six. In which century did the gunpowder plot take place? Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. That was smoky. Uh, wow. wow. Well, it wasn't smoky because it didn't go off. Smoky flavors down there. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel it's one of those topics that we obviously did. History. Get taught at school. <laughs> But I just don't care. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, oh, it didn't happen. Right. So it happened in the past. That's all that matters. It's like happened in the past and didn't actually happen. It's like if they'd blown up Parliament, fair. I totally want to remember that. It didn't happen. Yeah. And it's also amazing that we have like a, a kind of semi holiday, like a bonfire night for something that didn't happen. Mm. I mean, whoever, whoever Guy Fox's PR was, <laughs> fucking well played. I mean, like, Oh no, but it almost happened. It's like, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Neat guy, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. But. <laughs> Is that the same? Oh, we should get some, uh, we should get some stuff on that. That's okay, it's just a little bit wood now. Uh, oh no, I mean like, just get the ice. We can, yes. we have, we have, what's we got? Napkins. We have cloths, thankfully, for other reasons. All right. <laughs> so, gunpowder plot, which we all hate because it didn't <clears> happen. Uh, when did it not happen? Oh wait, I've not got a percentage. Uh, Answer and percentage. I'm good. We all got something. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, turn this board. Show me. Oh wow. Real mix here. Okay. All right, John. I can't really read yours. What do you? Put? I just thought you said use. <laughs> yeah. I thought use. it was a Y as well. Yeah, it just said <laughs> use. Also known as the 1700s. The 1700s. Uh, goose? 16th century. Yeah, 16th. Which is the 1700s, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Is no, it other way around. Other way around. I wasn't 16th there. century is the 1500s. Crap. <laughs> and Mark? Uh, 17th century. <laughs> He's so proud of that one. Uh, it is the 17th century. The 1600s <sighs> is the answer. Uh, it was 1605. Oof. Uh, percentage, though, for this one. So, John, you said? 46%. Forty-six, Oof. then Goose, forty-nine, forty-nine, and Mark, forty-nine, oh. forty-nine. Everyone went low for this one. I mean, Get low. Forty-six, forty-nine, forty-nine. This one came out as seventy point two percent. Oh wow! God, I can't that's even so win the marginal ones. That's three <laughs> points to Mark. Two points to John for that one, and then one point to Goose because you got it wrong. Oh right, of course. <laughs> Did I not get it wrong as well? Oh wow! Yeah, it doesn't Mark. matter if you get it wrong. You're on easy rules. Okay, right, great. You can put the wrong answer for everything. <laughs> yeah. So ah. Oh right, of oh, course. You didn't You're get it right. Yeah. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> I like when Mark starts swearing. He gets yeah. to a certain point of like drunkness, and he'll start swearing, and I really enjoy it. Well, yeah, this could be yeah. could be after this next whiskey. Mm-hmm. Then anyway, we'll do one more question, yeah. and then we can tail off with um, the last whiskey. So, question seven. Want to know? Question seven. The Last Supper is housed in which Italian city? Oh no! So, question seven. The Last Supper is housed in which Italian city? It's this Spanish, did you say? Italian. Italian. God, were you not there, mate? <laughs> That's why all the apostles are up in arms because 
Because Jesus was like, Sambuca shots anyway. And they were all like, what? Oh, you can be the graph instead. <laughs> uh, the Last Supper, where is it? Answer and percentage <coughs> for this one. Why do I not know this? Turn. I've said a place that's not in. What? Oh, yes! <laughs> right, okay, let's, let's talk to answers here. Uh, John, you said. Verona. Verona. Goose? Milan. Milan. Mark? Milan. Milan. It is Milan. It's in Milan. Yeah. What? Total guess. Yeah. I thought it'd be somewhere a lot more cultured than Niche. Milan. Oh, yeah. Milan's quite wow. cultured, I guess. Wow. There's, Sorry, there's Milan. a state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's tag the Milan tourist board. <laughs> yeah. <in this> <laughs> uh, yeah. If you did nothing else just now in Milan in quarantine. Like, yeah. like Guy Fox, I think Milan has an exceptionally good PR team. Milan's a nice place. I mean, in Milan, I liked it. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, that's like the best insult. It's like the best backhanded insult. Yeah, it's like, like you're doing really, a really good PR team. <laughs> yeah, because this doing, is a shithole. Doing really well for what you have here. Yeah. <laughs> you you had a lot going for making it. it work yeah. for you guys. Uh, Milan is the answer, but percentage. This is the important bit. So, mm. John, you said twenty-two percent. Twenty-two goose. Seventy-three percent. Oh, wow. Seventy-three. Mark. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Damn it. Pretty confident, Damn Goose. <laughs> I mean, I'm confident because art and literature questions, I'm always just like, how does anyone ever know these <laughs> things? And they always do. Really? Yeah, People always know do. things, and I don't understand how they do. So, you got it right, though. I mean, I got it right on a total guess, and when Mark turned around his board and I knew he would be right, I genuinely fist pumped. I'm so. <laughs> I, I got more excited than getting a spot on answer. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's run through this. So we have 22, 68, 73. The Last Supper in Milan came out at 29.8. Oh, oh, wow. Three there points we go. Told you to there. John. Two points to nice Mark, one, who's 38 away. And one point to Goose, who's 43 away. Not this great. One. Not great. Coming up the middle a lot. Twos. <laughs> Coming up the middle. Coming up the middle. <laughs> Question eight. Name the author who wrote novels such as The Road and No Country for Old Men. Satisfying. The Road and No Country for Old Men. Yeah, so both film adaptations as well. But who wrote the novels? The Road and No Country for Old Men. We all good? Couldn't remember his name properly. Right. Okay. Alice. Okay, right. Uh, John, you said... John Johnson. John Johnson. Uh, Goose. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. Mark Cormac McCarthy. It is Cormac McCarthy is the answer Very for good. that one. Wow. Right. Percentage for this one, no. John, you said seventeen percent. Seventeen. Goose. Twenty-one percent. Twenty-one. And Mark. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. You're all low boys for this one. Yeah, lowballed it. Seventeen, twenty-one, thirty-two. With Mark getting it right, that one came out at. 52.6%. Oh, wow. wow. Three That's points so high. to Mark, who's 20 away, 20.6. Two points to John, who's 35 away, and one point to Goose, who's 36 away. People definitely cheat our quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we do question nine, we can sample the fourth one of the four whiskeys. This is Ooh. some bootleg, <laughs> some, <laughs> some bathtub whiskey we have here. Bootleg hooch. <coughs> yeah, well, um, I thought it only appropriate to finish with a pretty special one. And just for you guys, this is the only bottle in the world. <laughs> the only bottle in the world with this particular whiskey. Oh, wow. I know, your face just dropped. There's so much pressure. Worried. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because I made it. Oh, wow. I made this whiskey. Now, I didn't 
technically distill it or mature it. But what I did do is take <laughs> the dregs of a lot of bottles and put it in one single bottle. Really? Yeah. That doesn't it's sound your own blended whiskey. Super, yeah, it's super it's appetizing. You found him a spit bucket, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my first thought. <laughs> Just wait. Don't knock it until you've tried it. Um, so this is this is called my living blend, right? So a living blend is, is pretty much what it sounds like. It's a bunch of whiskeys that are about to run out that I've thrown into one bottle and blended it all up and see what it tastes like. And I've tasted this every kind of three or four whiskeys that go in, and there are now about 20 different ones in there. And I can't remember what they all are, so I'm just going to give it over to you guys. And instead of me telling you what to taste or what to smell, you tell me what you smell out of this. What do you get? So would you say that this is your average whiskey? Like if whiskey could become... Okay. It wasn't meant to be offensive. It was like if you took the average oh, of all the whiskeys, this, this is what it would take. This is this is whiskey, with the definition quite, of whiskey. With your name on it. I think quite a lot of vanilla. Right. Comes through. Interesting. I wish you hadn't told me that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Have you not tasted it? That's all I can think of. I'm sorry. Sorry. I thought everyone had a, a big swig there. Sorry. So there is a lot of vanilla, but <clears throat> I only get that after two or three snips. Oh, really? I get something else in the first. Uh, I think it's quite sweet. Yeah, um, I bet get a bit of cor- coriander or something, Ooh. like a little bit of, sort of something <laughs> oh. spicy at the start. Coriander, like habanero, habanero. What do you What do you get, Mark? <sighs> Apart from average, <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, tastes. It smells like every whiskey. <laughs> smells like every whiskey. It's a pretty average whiskey. So I'm at the stage now where I keep on putting the, the whiskey to my nose to smell it, and then smell the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, great whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> smells it, sharp. It kind of smells like um, there's a little hint of the uh, of Suica. <laughs> Do you know what Suica? No. It's like a Romanian like um, uh, trust, plum liqueur. Trust Mark to, to imagine something no one else has heard <laughs> of at the table. <laughs> but it's it, like the best Suica is the one that's made by you know the grandfather in his basement kind of thing. Yeah. But a very strong kind of flavor. Uh, that's amazing though. Yeah. I mean that you, that, that you can pick that out of a whiskey. Yeah. that's literally had no size yeah. behind it. That's right. incredible. Yeah. You can say it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is factually yeah. wrong. <laughs> not, not what I was going for. <laughs> so do you, it's like how much are we talking left of a bottle? When do you think a bottle is done? Well, you can either do it at the end of a bottle or the start. To be honest, you can do it whenever you want. I tend, so I have rules for this, right? So I have, I, I only put single malt scotch whiskey in it. Mm. I don't put any more than five, Five uh, centiliters of any whiskey in it. Five centiliters. Yeah. So what's that? That's so like it's fifty milliliters. About what you've got in your glass. Just oh right. A little okay. Bit more. Oh, 50 mil. That's a double shot. Right. 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 Yeah. So, um, so never any more than that. Frequently less though. Um, what's the other rule? I can't remember the third one, but the fourth one is that you can't. You can never let the bottle be empty. Uh, so right. that technically, it's always got at least one little bit of every single whiskey you've ever put in it. Oh wow. Nice. Oh nice. And do, is that the only bottle you have of it, or do you have a bigger bottle? This is the only bottle I have. Wow. Yeah. And we're having a and so you're going to build it back up from there as the more whiskeys you drink. And yeah. And wow. it'll just keep adding and changing and, and stuff. Thank you so much for bringing that in. That's it's a hell of a lot of fun. That's, that's really so cool. cool. Cheers, guys. Cheers yeah. to uh, Slancher. What a, what a great uh, whiskey expert and, and guest to have on the podcast. Thank you. Oh, it's we, been could, we could have done that from day one of the podcast. <laughs> what? Just all our dregs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some gin in there, <laughs> some beer, yeah. uh, there's some cake in there. <laughs> See where you end up. No, it's been a real pleasure to share these whiskeys with you. And I hope, I hope that, you know, you've come away with a little bit more um, appreciation for what they can do. Absolutely. 
I, I, there's something I think that every time I go to a distillery tour, which I've done quite a lot of, there's a part where I'm like, I've done this before. Like, I know the process mm. of making whiskey. Yeah. You know I, your mash sort of tongue. get to the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they always do the thing about the angel share. You're like, oh, amazing, mm. the angel share. And, and I do like it. You know, I like the whiskey process and I like mm. the tour. And it's always interesting to see different distilleries. Yeah. But in the actual tour part, I'm like, oh, I, I know how whiskey's made. Like, mm. uh, you don't need to tell me this. Yeah, yeah. In the tasting, that's when I start to be like, oh, actually, that's the real difference here. And like you were saying, in the experience of the tasting, so often at the end of the tour, you're like, oh, it's interesting to taste it after this tour because I've seen how it's made and all the people that are involved. And I actually almost get more excited when I meet the people that are involved mm. actually making it. Yeah. Like we were at Hollywood Distillery the other day for a tour and one of the guys was cleaning out one of the things yeah. and he kept on adding in stuff as the tour guide was saying his, his chat. The guy cleaning the you know, one of the mash tons was just like chatting away. And I found that almost more interesting yeah. than the whole thing because you're like it's just real you know yeah. so it's something i want to look into i mean the, there's there's one arm of the business i've set up that, that is media um and that can mean are various things but one thing i want to really look into is the people behind the industry because mm. obviously and and naturally there's so much focus on the product you know what's mm. this whiskey like what's that distillery mm. like but it's the people and often the unsung people mm. that the stories are just amazing about how long they've been around, how long they've seen or how they've seen the industry change, how they've seen the product change. So that's something I'm kind of working on in the background at the moment. I like that a lot. No, I think you do a great job, John. So thanks so much. So do you find every time you taste your growing whiskey, what did you call it? Living blend. Living blend. Yeah. Growing whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I've been growing whiskey myself. Um your living blend do you find every time you taste it you do really get a different flavor yeah so i was just saying to the guys that after the first four whiskeys i put in it tasted like shit it was like burning tar and it was really awful and i really started to question if i'd done the right thing or not wasting all this whiskey (laughs) but now actually and i don't know if i've tasted it since um uh, since the last time i put it in but it's actually quite good it's quite smooth it's quite easy i get buttered toast on the finish which is something that i've rarely picked out of a whiskey before so Mm. that's cool um i sort of feel i know what i'm doing and then I'll ruin it the next three yeah. months. <laughs> so you, do you think about which whiskeys you're putting into it, or do you just go for it? Not really. I mean, no. I think about the quantities. So if you were to put in, like, say, like that Lefroy, easy you for me to say. Overpower it. Yeah. Yeah. A very small amount of that would overpower it. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you could put in quite a lot of Ocantotion because it's light. It'll just yeah. kind of fall into it, mm. into the background. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't ask, by the way, what is your favorite whiskey, Mark? Well, that's why I was so excited to go on this pilgrimage to uh, Springbank. Because uh, it is Springbank indeed, right? But that's like you were saying, John. Before it was, the the love of Springbank was born on a on a summer's night, uh, sitting around a fire yeah. Uh, yeah. with with um, older friends, and he brought out this whiskey, the Springbank, uh, which I'd never heard of before. And it is an interesting story, because it um, it's one of the oldest distilleries still, mm. like in un- under the same family's ownership. Uh, it is in Campbelltown, which used to be the, the Mecca of whiskey in, yeah. in Scotland yeah. before it, uh, it just n- nosedived. And now there's only two distilleries there really. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's three and there used to be or three, 33 yeah. or something. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Just tiny space. Yeah. I mean, Campbelltown's nothing, but, but they had all these distilleries there. and, and, and the distillery itself is like every, <laughs> cause I did the tour there and literally nothing is computerized. They still keep notes on like old big books and, wow. and the, the, you know, the, the master distiller has his uh, 
apothecary set that you know tests the different levels of whatever's in it you know and it's all very much still and they do the the floor malting or whatever it's called yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and everything is uh done in-house even the the bottling is still done right. at the at the distillery so it's kind of a cool place yeah uh, it's almost like what whiskey used to be yeah and um and that's the thing like every year is different like if you get a a, a whiskey from Springbank this year it might be different to the one you bought a few years ago right. simply because they're so um uh what's it, idiosyncratic you know every year is yeah. different so it's almost like a wine in that sense yeah you have a vintage of yeah. of uh Springbank so it's that's that's why and it's kind of got this it's a little bit peaty which I like but it's also quite vinegary <laughs> And um, average and vinegary, yeah, average yeah. and vinegary. That's what I put on the bottle, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way, uh, kind of different. And yeah, so it's awesome. just everything about it is why I like it, yeah, not just the taste, it's mm. the, the story and, yeah. and where I first tasted it and all of that. Well, that's exactly like what that. it's all about. That is, yeah. that if you know, it's it's harder to sum up what whiskey means to me yeah. and loads of people in a better way. So, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Oh, yeah, that's good, yeah, I like it a lot. I need to try it properly. That was the, was that the whiskey you had at the whiskey. Night quiz. Which one? The when you had to identify the whiskey. No, 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 no. That was uh, that was their choice. They oh, they had choice. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Question <laughs> nine. Uh, two answers and a percentage for this one. Question nine. Which two southern hemisphere countries both claim to have invented the flat white coffee? <laughs> Which two southern hemisphere countries both claim to have invented the flat white coffee? Two answers and percentage for this one. Good question. I really like this question. Um, yeah, we all good? We all got two answers and a percentage? Yep. Two answers and a number? Three, yep. two, one, turn. <laughs> there are two answers, John, you've said. Australia and South Africa. Australia and South Africa. Uh, then They're both Southern Hemisphere. So <laughs> I'm on to a winner. Good, good job. Good. Goose. New Zealand and Australia. New Zealand and Australia. And Mark. Ditto. New Zealand and Australia. It is Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it is a hotly contested copy claim between Australia and New Zealand, the nice. flat white. It was an obvious one, really, when I think about it. I've ha- seen weirder answers than um, South Africa. Like Argentina? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Col- Colombia and Australia. I suppose because uh, of coffee. Was like, yeah, that's true. It has yeah. to be something coffee-based. Uh, Australia, New Zealand. Percentage, though, for this one. Them... John, you've said... 63. 63. Goose? 64. Ah, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) One of you's an idiot. And Mark? You're an idiot. 86? 86. All right, so... One of you's an idiot. Two very close ones. (laughs) And then Mark? Outlier. there. 63, 64, 86. This came out at 46.5. Three points... To John, two yes. points to Goose, one point to Mark. Oof. This has turned around a little bit towards the end of this podcast. Well, yeah. This is the first one I've got. <laughs> oh. oh, wow, I like that Mark always Defensive. Knows <laughs> Here we go, question 10, the final one. An exciting climax to the quiz. Question 10. Which operating system came directly before Windows 98? So answer percentage. Name the operating system that came before Windows ninety eight. People have a favorite operating system. Scott's nodding. Um, XP. XP was good. <laughs> XP was like the classic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that's what everyone. And then Vista came along. Everyone was like, "Oh, Vista!" And then Vista. started using it. It was like Vista's broken my computer. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called now? Ten. Ten. 
Windows, Windows 10. 10. Okay. It's been Windows 10 for ages. Answers and percentage. We all got something for the final one. Tarnos boards. Okay. 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 Damn okay. it. Aha. <laughs> 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 Windows 10 for five years. Why did they call, it, Scott why did they call it Windows 10 in 2015? Why did they call it Windows ME at random times? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a weird one. Uh, let's run through this. So, John, you said... Windows 95. 95. Goose? Windows 95. 95. And Mark? Windows 95. 95. Good. It is Windows 95. Is that not where the start um, button originated? Windows 95. Oh, was Before it? Before that, it was, it was Windows... 3.0 or something like that Windows 3.4 or something it was called and the Windows start bar I think originated with Windows 95 right the word start wasn't invented <laughs> until 1995 <laughs> percentage for the final time yes um, John you said 83% 83 then Goose 93 93 and Mark 94 94 <laughs> mm. <laughs> I wanted to go 95 but uh, I sort of thought about it as well yeah <laughs> But I, just, I think people know that, right? Are we just tech? We're a tech bunch. Well, we're a tech, we're bunch? A tech bunch. We'll find out. Well, 83, 93, 94. The Windows 95 one came out at 78.9. Oh, Damn it. So Another percentage. Three points oh, to John. Two <laughs> points to Goose. One point to oh, Mark for that one. Just giving the points away here at the end. Who do you think's won? Point to Mark. You think Mark's won? Mark? Well, until the very end. John had a, a late charge, though. I had a strong end with my percentages. Mm. And you did quite well, because I got a lot of ones at the start. <coughs> it could be you, actually. It could be John. Might have snuck in there. Yeah. Or it might be a tie, which you guys yeah. I lost, by the way. I, I'll point myself at the bottom. Well, <laughs> speaking of coming last, on 16 points, after 10 questions, we have Goose. Although, guys, how many uh, spawns did you get throughout that, that quiz? Yes, that's true. Any, none. Any none. Zero. No. Nothing. True, but not one. Just no. I, I don't know. I just thought I'd ask. It's like, uh, <laughs> and we have a, a tie for oh, first. Oh, there you go. There it is. Twenty twenty-two points. Shit. That's a lot more than I got. <laughs> Gave it away at the end. Twenty-two points. Yeah, it came down <clears> to the final few. Uh, I mean, John finished. Two threes in a row. Oof. And I finished two ones in a row. That was it. That's true, yeah. So what's uh, the tiebreaker? 22 points. We're going to see you can down whiskey the fastest. <laughs> 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 the rest of uh, John's yeah. bottle. Oh, his Lord, special Lord, Lord bottle. <laughs> yeah, but we can't finish it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We have to leave some. It's a real conundrum. Uh, we'll do some sort of tiebreak. Um, this is from <laughs> producer Scott. He did all the research for this one. Uh, the Lafroig Distillery. Whoever's closest to will win. I'm looking for the capacity in terms of litres of, of the that, whole distillery. Of that distillery. Well, how, how much they can how hold much at one whiskey time. They can hold at one time. On the premises. You can write it down, whoever's closest to will <laughs> win. So the capacity in litres of the Lafroig distillery. As everyone else said. One point eight three million litres. That's not my answer. That was my answer. <laughs> Do you want to confusing everybody? <laughs> yeah. right, Mark, Mark. Mark. And John Mark. said... Mark, what was your answer? Oh, my answer was 1.83 million and liters. John? 300,000 liters. Oh, yikes. Do you saw <laughs> I said 150,000 by 108 liters. Uh, according to the internet, um, 
for this one. Uh, capacity at Lafroig is 2.6 million liters. You got wow. a whiskey. T- <laughs> well done, these things happen. <laughs> <laughs> How much is it in a barrel? Like a big one. It depends. <laughs> depends on the size of the barrel. <laughs> oh, What's the, what are the hogs ones called? The big hog heads. Hog heads. Is that the big ones? So you've got various sizes. You've got barrels, you've got hog heads, and then you've got butts. <laughs> Sherry butts, they're big ones. I mean, they're about 500 liters. And um, barrels are 200, hoggies are 250, I think, and barrels are 500. Mm. So that's a lot of barrels of Laphroaig. Yeah. Or whatever they mature it in. Wow. Laphroaig <laughs> must be really popular. Yeah, well, it's it is one of the main really big popular yeah. whiskey. Yeah. I suppose that's that sort of makes sense. That's a lot of that's a lot of whiskey. <laughs> but then I suppose that's the mature. So you'd have to hold a lot of it if it's going to yeah. be sold that much. Yeah. So ones like ones like the Freug, they make a big deal out of um, the influence that the local climate has on the maturing whiskey, mm. right? So they like to mature a lot of it on site, and yeah. they have big warehouses for that. Some other distilleries send it to a kind of central location mm. in the middle of Scotland, and there's the jury's out as to what difference that makes on a maturing whiskey. <coughs> but Lefroy will want to keep a lot of theirs there, which makes sense that they've got a lot of it. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that already we came in handy before putting an answer down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> he knows his stuff. Well, well played, Mark, for your guess. Yeah. <laughs> random guess. I feel Sorry. I feel very proud of that random guess. <laughs> Mark's on a winning streak as well. Yeah, that's like three in a row. Untouchable is, yeah. on the podcast. Untouchable. I mean, so unfortunately, you had him on because <laughs> I'm easy competition. I just mm. throw away guesses. And uh, Mark, however, smashed it. He smashed it. But thank you very much for coming on today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Loved yeah, it. Absolutely. Really, really enjoyed it's it. It's been so good having you here. Thank you again for, th- for sharing your living blend with us. That yeah, was yeah really honestly. Nice of you. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. And such a nice whiskey. In fact, I think out of all four, that was probably my favorite. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, there's a compliment. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was the last one, you know, so I was well oiled. But <laughs> 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 no, it was, it was really nice. Um, we should... Just remind everyone, Messers Whiskey and Co. Messers Whiskey and Co. You can find us on all the usual social media online outlets. Um, we do consulting, we do experiences, we do tastings, we do media stuff. So, um, yeah, watch out for us as we grow. And if there's anything that you need in the whiskey world, then get in touch. Absolutely. Brilliant. Wait, whiskey the best. Whiskey the best. <laughs> good luck. Uh, very good. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Now, we wish you the best of luck with uh, everything in the future. Thank you. Obviously, it's fairly new, so we're keen to see it grow. Yeah. Um, and we'll be watching. As it, as, it, as it does. Thank you very much. Um, but we'll say just now, goodbye from Mark. Goodbye. And well played. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, goodbye from Louis. Thank you very much for running the, uh, the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Uh, and we'll say goodbye from John. Goodbye. Messes Whiskey and cool. Uh, from me, it is goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. Do follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and GQHPPQ. You can find it wherever you listen to good podcasts. Have a great week, and we'll see you again next week. Cheers, guys. Goodbye.